Good evening and welcome to Daily Sports Science Locker Room Podcast, Episode 70. No Joe Kohler, the host tonight, so I've been drafted at the last minute, but the, the viewers did say that I was I was better looking and sounded better than, than Joe as well, so delighted to be here. Joining us tonight is uh, Billy Lee, former Limerick manager, uh, recently retired down stalwart Kevin McKiernan, and also Daniel St. Ledger, who's taken up his, his first coaching role last year with St. Sylvester's in Dublin and had a brilliant season as well, gaining promotion back to, to senior championship level. So you're very welcome, lads. Thanks, David. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, so tonight, lads, we're going to look at the, a preview to the National League. We're going to look at all four divisions. We're going to scan over the shakers and movers in all four divisions. Uh, I suppose no better place to start than, uh, than Division 1. And, Kevy, probably come to you first and foremost. Two teams that you'd be very familiar with, Monaghan and, and Armagh. Uh, two teams you've obviously played against in recent years as well. Armagh have come from Division 3 under Kieran McGinney and finished third in Division 1 last year. Signs of major progress have probably not had the progress that they probably would have wanted in an Ulster Championship. Monaghan, on the other hand, have probably maximised all the resources, Kevy, over the last number of years, particularly going back to Malachi Rourke's time, 2018. Uh, they were a kick of the ball away from an All-Ireland final, won a couple of Ulster titles under Malachi, and they're still in Division 1, which for such a small county, Kevin, is, is surely a huge achievement. Yeah, no, it's it's huge whenever you see, um, you know, so many Ulster teams um, doing well in Division 1 because... When we were playing um, and the years were going well for down, Division One was the place to be. And you know, the fact that Monaghan have stayed there for so long um, and, and with the, the players at their disposal, um, they've maximized every ounce of, of potential they have. And you know, they're coming in there with a very young team. Uh, Vinnie Corey's got his first season um, sort of up and going with with two decent performances in in the McKenna Cup without getting a win. So um I did watch them against Down and um, he was going very sort of, uh, you know, the, down the route of, of youth and, and giving boys a go. So trying to build that panel around, um, you know, Darren Hughes, Conor McManus, they weren't actually um, on the panel that night. And Michal Bannigan, but he had a super game. And I'm really looking forward to seeing him maybe step up for Monaghan this year again. And he'll need to to, to try stay in that Division 1. Um, again, with, with Armagh, you know, I've actually seen them play two or three teams in championship in the past five or six years. And, um, you know the Ulster Championship how they haven't uh, kicked into it even get to a final and, and really give it a good uh, good test there it's beyond me because um, what they've done in the qualifiers right through the last year and their, their game against Galway um, easily go down as one of the best games in the past sort of five or six years so um, again McGinney's been given time and you can see the, the fruits starting to come on that and again having to reinvent his team all the time and and getting youth in, but um, yeah, listen, it's been an exciting start for both of them and a huge game to start. Mm. And Daniel, going on yourself there, obviously you, you played again Monaghan yourself uh, during your latter years with Carlo. Um, you know, they're a very, very, what, what you would probably call stubborn team, durable team, well-organised, play a very rigid way. Castle Blaney Saturday night, will that give them the slight edge over Armagh, do you think? Yeah, it'll be interesting. There's a there's a Monaghan panel member I started working in school, and we were, we were doing a bit of team teaching today. But there wasn't much uh, there wasn't much noise coming out of him. as usual, kind of uh, backs against the wall, sort of siege stuff. But um, yeah, look, it'll be interesting. I, I I actually probably I'd be more interested in our mass development and how what way they're going to approach things. You know, from what is the next goal for for McGinney? Like, will it will it be looking at will it be looking at Ulster get that monkey off their back? You know, is that what they're going to go hard for, or is it still is the focus still on on the All Ireland on the big one? You know, but in general, it's a great game to start off for for both sides, like a local derby. Your, your man is telling me kind of tickets were sold out fairly fairly quick. You know, so um, 
it's 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 probably one of the it's one of the ties it around because I think both teams have kind of gone out of hammer and tongs, you know. Um Kerry Donegal, like Kerry is still kind of in slumber mode, I'd say, and Donegal are off to a bit of a slow start as well. So it'll probably be one of the one of the bigger games. But I I just, as you said, Monaghan are just a resilient, really resilient group of players, and and they have such a familiarity. And by all accounts, it's it's kind of similar-ish again. You know that there's the same core, the guys going, um, probably might hold back McManus maybe for a while. One of the uh, Kieran Hughes might be playing a couple of lads like that. Maybe we'll wait for a little bit later in the league, but because they've got such a consistency in how they play, it's it's pretty much a fluid motion. You know, so um, yeah, great game to start off, and I. I, I kind of fancy Monaghan this year a little bit, and, and again, I, I'm not getting any inside knowledge there. But uh, the, the couple of bits I've seen of them so far, they look they look like they're they're moving kind of nicely, especially early in the year. You know, a new manager, you'll always get a bump in the first couple of league games. I suppose Billy, going on to yourself there, just talking about a new manager. How difficult, even though, despite the fact that Vinny probably knows the group extremely well, Kevin touched on the fact that that Vinny has played with them for a long time as well. How difficult is that for a new manager to come in and to come into Division One, you know, against a team like Armagh and, and, and others who are who are long established and who have who have long standing management teams? Yeah, it, it, it's quite difficult. Um, there's a shot window to try and in, implement what it is you want to do and how you go about it. Um, and it, it does help when you've got an experienced panel, and um, I think Monaghan have that year in year out. Yes, they've lost one or two this year, but. It does help, and, and and their knowledge of the game helps them pick up what uh, Vinnie Carroll want to do um, quite quickly. Um, it's an interesting game, really interesting game, I think. Um, you know, I'm uh, I'm up a lot of eggs in, in in the league last year to make sure they sustain themselves in Division One. Um, you know, and I think this year that you might find that they they really want to drive on in the championship, probably Ulster, and obviously on into All Ireland series. You know, they were they took the all Allen runners up the extra time. So it'll be an interesting dynamic to see how they go between division one and progress in the championship. And I'd say especially in Ulster. So hard game to call, hard game to call. I, I, I couldn't call it, to be honest with you. What way it'll go. Yeah, I'm gonna put you on the line here. Arma Arma. Yeah, again, I, I think it'll it'll be a normal win. Um and it'll be a huge win to get down in Monaghan, but um I think it'll be a feisty, feisty encounter. There'll not be much in it, but um, just Arma's experience, and, and they'll probably have more of a settled team than Monaghan. And Daniel, you're probably going to keep the the politics in the staff room pretty pretty straightforward. You're <laughs> going to go for Monaghan, are you? Yeah, well, he'll be covering a few tasks from here there over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> definitely good stuff, good stuff, lads. Moving on, another big derby. I suppose the standout game on Saturday as well. Um, Mayo and Galway. Uh, obviously, another new management team. Uh, Billy Lee, uh, Kev McStay, he's brought in a very experienced backroom team. Uh, Donny Buckley and Stephen Rochford, who have both been there before, uh, both have probably, you know, failed to get Mayo over the line. So there's obviously an element of redemption there, you know, between between that group. And, and obviously they see this Mayo, probably what you would call a, a group, Billy, in transition, facing a Galway side uh, who will probably be minus Kieran Malloy, uh, Big Cook, the Mike Cullen players, only back as well, the Kellys. Uh, you'll have no Shane Walsh, obviously. He he doesn't know whether he has a replay or whether he's taken a week or two off. So, where do you see Billy Lee the gains, and where do you see the margins being decided in this in this uh, Connacht derby? I think may all win it. Um, it's simply because I think Galway, you know, probably take an extended break, and they may not have as much done. Um, you know, it's I think when you go long in the championship, and and you know, 
championships within the county run on this small bit. Um, I think you've got to mentally freshen the players up more than mm. physically. And um, I imagine Galway just took that extended break because, again, they'll be looking to try and be there or thereabouts come July. They'll still want to stay in Division 1, no question about that. Um, but I suspect that Mayo have a lot of work done already at this stage because they want to hit the ground running to take the pressure off. You know, if they start not performing in one or two games early or not getting results, you know, people start talking about the management team they have and it just brings un- unwanted pressure. No, they're no different to the Mayo boys. It's going to take a bit of time for them to implement the, what they want to do. The added advantage Kevin McStay has is that Stephen and Donny have been there before with Mayo. So the lads know them. I won't say all of them because there's new players coming in, obviously, but a lot of them. So they'll know what they're about. They'll know what they want to play. So I think they'll probably hit the ground running a bit faster than most management teams. Um, and, and probably not Kevin McStay. He's very organised and well-structured and everything's up and running from the get-go. And I just think that Galway coming back, you know, they've probably taken a break a bit longer. I think you'd expect to see Mayo. It's on in Casabar, am I right in saying that? It is, yeah. It's it's a home game for Mayo, yeah. yeah. I think you'll find as well that Galway beat him there last year. And yeah, I think that's right. Mayo just bring the extra bit of... Um, extra bit of oomph to the game at the weekend to make sure they're not turned over twice in a row by their, their nearest and dearest rivals. You know? Yeah. And Kevin, it's uh, probably only a couple of years, I'd say, you were playing in the championship against Mayo and Nuri. Uh, myself and my father were at the game. Fanatical fans, Kevin, an hour and a half before the game, the stand yeah. in Nuri full, uh, mostly Mayo people too as well. Um, you know, is, is, there a, is there a huge gulf, Kevin, do you think, between the likes of Mayo and these teams at the top level, you know, even from a physical point of view, when you're talking about the lower ends of Division 2, Division 3, Division 4? Like. Yeah, funny, just listening to Billy say about uh, the football and knowledge and, and uh, you know, the development of teams, um, you know, Mayo will suffer hugely from Lee Keegan's loss. And I can't wait just to see how they try to sort of uh, fill around that and who, who they're going to really sort of hang their hat on to develop that. But, you know, my experience of playing against Mayo... Um, it was just a really exciting team to play against, as you said, the atmosphere. We went down to, to Castle Bar on Saturday nights, like, and it was just championship fever, um, cold temperatures, but the games were hot and heavy. We had actually a couple of really good performances down there, and, and you're talking about the, the Mayo game in, in Uri under Paddy Talley. Um, just exactly what you're saying, the physique, like Big Aidan O'Shea, I was actually in Kenya um, on the recent uh, Plant the Planet games and got really sort of... Uh, Talking around Mayo's development and, and again I'm talking about down like and you just really hope that that this Mayo team has another kick in them. I do really hope they're a class team to watch and um you know under Kevin McStay he's brought in all the the tools he has with with management and and he'll try to get the best out of this group of Mayo players and I think you'll see on on Saturday, uh, Saturday night their game is is it yeah 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 I just think there'll be a massive sort of injection of and, and and yes I know Lee's gone there and maybe he didn't, could take an extended break I'm not sure but um you'll just see a massive reaction I think from McStay and, and the players of Mayo will want to step up and you know they'll want to stay in that division one as much as Galway will take that extended break they maybe will be able to cope with it but Mayo will want to start fast and, and I think with the home game they'll, they'll probably edge it. Mm. Daniel just even from from that well, season I had in Roscommon like there's a huge amount of respect even in Roscommon for that Mayo team, you know, and for those Mayo players that they've been to the Wales so many times and never got over the line. But this is a newer generation coming through. Um, are they challengers, in your opinion? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so, really. I, I think there's a bit of a there's a bit of a gap between probably 
Dublin, Kerry, Galway, and even the rest after that. But it's uh, both of the boys kind of alluded to it. I, I think Mayo have to start fast. I think next day needs a really big league because um, there was a bit of noise around the appointment, you know, and, and the amount of you practically got four managers in the background as well, you know, and nationally and probably locally, I'd say the knives aren't ever a million miles away from being out. Like, so you can imagine if three or four league games don't go to plan, people are going to start questioning, well, who is delivering the main message? Whose ideas are these? You know, because I, 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 you boys probably have more experience than me in the management side of things. If you have five really big personalities, all kind of, it takes a lot of organization for them all to be singing off the same hymn sheet. And if the messages get slightly mixed at all, that can be incredibly hard to manage, I'd say. But on the other foot, if Mayo start well, have a good league, get to a league final, it's a masterstroke. So as ever in Mayo, it's kind of a boom or bust, you know, but it's it's definitely a, a, a hugely changed panel, you know, so there's probably not even really a comparison to years gone by, which is probably no harm. They've, they're not carrying as much baggage maybe as before psychologically. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they do anything differently. I mean, you know, you look at McStay's time in, in Roscommon, like, I mean, he, it was nice, open, attractive football, you know, and that's probably never been Mayo's problem. Is uh, as Kerry alluded to, like exciting attacking football. That's not the that's not the the problem. It's probably a little bit more. They need a bit more savviness and a bit more awareness. Is probably where they fall down a bit. And and the ever that ongoing question of a, another forward for Killian O'Connor to kind of take a little bit of time off. But Ryan, I don't know who missing a bit of last year was a huge loss. He's he's a top class footballer, you know. So him being back fit as well is is a massive boost. On Saturday night, Daniel, do you want to call it Mayor Galway? I, I think Mayo as well. I think Mayo are going to get off to a flyer this year, I think. Gabby, Billy Lee, Mayo, yeah. Yeah, Mayo, yeah, I, I think. think so, yeah. 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 Lads, just going on to the next one, the, the, probably the, the, the game that, that's probably a, it means a lot more to the home side than it does to the away side. Donegal versus Kerry. We've talked about new management teams. Um, Kerry played Kildare, Kevy at the weekend, and, and Kildare by all accounts beat, beat them. Now it was a patched up Kerry team. I think you know 14, 15 of the of the starting team from last year, you know, nearly unavailable or missing due to different reasons. Like yourself, Kevy, obviously, you know, going back, you talked about your time in Division One with Down. Like obviously, it's probably more important that a team like Donegal under Aiden and and uh, and uh, Paddy start really, really well. And I'm saying Kerry, Kevy are probably looking at the first two or three league games just to get things back up and running. And if reports are are, are, are true and what you're hearing, I think their first collective session was the 28th of December, which shows you the preparation that Kerry have had, you know, probably very, very limited. So do you see Donegal getting a reaction after a poor McKenna Cup? How do you see this going, Kevy? Again, it was the, the down and Donegal game. You could just see that there were that four or five uh, season players in there amongst a lot of youth and you know, if they've tried to filter one or two or more of them senior players in each week there, you'll see sort of Ryan McHugh um, being back in amongst uh, Paddy McBeardy and uh, Kieran Thompson. That's where you'll see a whole lot more experience possibly in that Donegal team. Um, you know, with the new management there too, not that there's pressure there, but as you said, the Division One campaign needs to start fast for a team that's that's possibly looking for points to get to, you know, four or five points nearly gets you an opportunity on the final day to be there or thereabouts with, with staying up. But, um you know the Kerry thing. It's 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 an old bugbear of mine. Um, years ago, I remember standing in a bar with Kieran Donaghy after uh, Kerry Kerry had beaten us down there by a point in Tralee, and he used to say like we don't really start training until February or March, and um, you know they're able to cope with they're able to cope with three or four games and and get their six points and stay in Division One and really ramp up their training and and that's you know it's no disrespect to. The way they approach it, but you know the structures of of the monster 
championship compared to, to Leinster and well more so Ulster like but the preparation just allows them to give those lads a, a good two month break that they can hit the ground running March time and um, you know get their wins that they need to get through the league and you know as much as the the All Ireland champions is always a huge um, a huge day out to see them in their first game um, I think you'll see a lot of things being tested for Kerry which is what they need to do they need to find another string to their bow as well and David Moore going. Um, they have a big gap to fill there and, and like David you know what he's given to, to carry over the years there's no better man for, for kicking big points and kicking great ball into a full forward line that just needs peppered with balls so um, he'd be a big man to replace and they'll be looking early doors to give to give a lot of youth uh, their chance there for midfield and Billy you're taking up a coaching role next year uh, in Kerry uh, with Austin Stacks wish you all the very best with that um, the Kerry senior champions or rallies the intermediate champions and the junior champions obviously Fossil with the two Cliffords they obviously had an extended club season as well Billy so that's going to have an impact Kevin talked about the loss of David Moore and I thought he was a colossus in this in the All-Ireland club semi-final I was down at the match I thought he was absolutely outstanding the way he he led the fight to kill McCud particularly later on do you see the replacements Billy uh, you would have a fair degree of knowledge of probably those second string of Kerry players are those replacements good enough to, to put in a sustained league campaign in Division One? Well, look, there's an old adage that there's never a such, there's never a weak Kerry team. Um, mm. If you compare Kerry to Kerry teams to previous Kerry teams, you'd say they're not as good as previous Kerry teams any given time. But there's no such thing as a bad Kerry team. Um, they play football. It's nearly like going to mass on Sunday. Every Sunday there's a game, and I could go through here for the next hour telling you about how much football there is. So it's, it's so. That's the first thing I'd say. There's never such thing as a, a poor carry. They are capable. They won't have the experience, obviously. And I suppose Jack is sitting around finding additional players. Now, last year, he went to hit the ground running. Um, he brought in Paddy. You know, that was that was a juncture that um, Kerry had never undertaken before. And 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 I would say to you that no one, only Jack, would have got away with that within Kerry circles because, you know, Jack knew what he needed. He wanted to go after it. And, and the proof of the pudding is indeed they delivered. I suspect, and they hit the ground running from the get-go last year. We played them on the 4th of January, and they were nearly full. I wasn't a full stream, but they were, God, they had 8 to 10 of their players to play the All-Ireland final there. Mm. Now they've got an opportunity to try and find, because the pressure's off a spot, but Jack has delivered. They won four trophies last year, so he's going to start looking for people, give all the lads a chance. But all these guys are capable of playing football, and they won't have the experience. Um, but, you know, they're there to be shot at, and you know, you'd never write off a Kerry team. You know, the John journey to Donegal depends on what kind of you'd have to see that team to be able to make a go at it. I wouldn't rule them out of it, but I think they'd need four to five, you know, season experienced players to go to a place like Donegal. Do you know what I mean? To, to come out with it, you'd need a bit of experience. So it depends yeah. on the team they'd pick. And Daniel, we know only too well that, that supporters and football supporters and cynics and the like are, are very, very fickle when it comes to these things. And it's a thin line. Two or three defeats early in the league for Kerry. You know, Billy talked about Paddy Talley coming in. The finger of blame then doesn't long start being pointed at, oh, we're too negative. We need to open up a bit. And, you know, there'll be a bit of pressure on Kerry too if they don't pick up a few early victories because that all iron will soon be forgotten about. Yeah, it was interesting. I was actually thinking just as Billy was talking, I, I kind of always think the Kerry psyche is funny. Like, I don't think um, Kerry chasing Dublin ever suited them. I don't think they ever enjoyed being the pretenders or being the being the ones who were trying to even, let's say, sometimes mimic what Dublin were doing or 
manipulating their game plan to suit what Dublin are doing. I think Kerry are back to being just themselves now, and they've bought themselves. I think they actually have the opposite. Uh, I think they've bought themselves a little bit of leeway where they can go into the league and sure, look, we're missing this, that, that, and the other. And we can, as 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 Kev alluded to, we can kind of slowly build our way up into the championship. You know, it's it's. I think I think it's kind of I think we could see a little bit of domination from from them for a while. You know, it kind of reminds me of 2011. You know, when Dublin had been knocking on the door, knocking on the door, and once they finally did it, such a weight was off their shoulders. They were able to play with that little bit that that the release of pressure. Like last year, Kerry kind of you know they were playing lads twice in one days and in, in Sigerson matches, and then in McGrath Cup games, and then you know going full board for every single league game. You know, last year would have taken a massive toll. Um, so I I think you might see a really slow start from Kerry. I, I think Division One is going to be not as competitive as usual. I think uh, there's Ross Common and Donegal are going to really struggle. I think, um, so I'd say, I'd imagine Kerry will, you know, get their six points and be happy enough with their lot, and and then put the head down and kind of focus for, you know, they'll get through. They'll, you know, call a spade a spade. They'll, they'll manage Munster one way or the other, and then you're looking at kind of getting ready for your All Ireland series. So I, I think Kerry are back to where they want to be. That they can stop the chase and they can stop kind of that pressure that was on their back and. I'd, I'd be kind of fearful for a lot of other counties. I think they're only going to get better, you know? Yeah, and so you're yeah, calling Kerry you know, on uh, on Sunday? What I, what I say to there, Stephen, is yeah. Kerry, Kerry's big weakness, I won't say weakness gap at the moment, is going to be around midfield. Yeah. David has retired, Joe O'Connor is out with a crucial later in the year, mm. uh, and, and Damon O'Connor got injured in the McGrath Cup recently. So that gives them Jack Barry that we'd know of. So they've got to find someone in that area. But yeah. then the, the flip side of that is they could start the full forward line like Killian Spillane, Daryl Roach, Duncan Tresk, and and Tony Brosnan. Mm. They're you know their names are known, certainly <laughs> the two kind of forwards, and yet now they're not regulars in the Kerry team. That's just yeah. the inside man. And most county teams would like that. So look, they have plenty of footballers. There's never a doubt about that. It's just about a key area like midfield who Jack will turn to to try and support Jack Barry. Um, and, yeah, and, and, Billy, I saw, I saw Ronan, Ronan Buckley was brought back into the panel. He was decent for yeah. East Kerry, and I thought yeah. he was decent before when he was on the panel. Would he be a possible stopcap for a while? Absolutely, yeah, very capable footballer, no question about it. Mm. Um, you know, and, and look, it gives Jack a chance to, to try people, and, and under no pressure, why is he stopping this fella, that fella? He's got nearly got a free reign at trying different things because his hands are tied. Paul uh, Murphy, Shane Ryan had to take a break. The two Cliffords had to take a break, you know, and anyone that's come in from Mahali. So, you know, it gives them a bit of, and everyone understands that these guys need break. We're not, players are not machines, so they need a break. But like, you're going to Donegal, very proud county, play a nice brand of football when they move it fast and they do it. So, like, it's not, a, it's not a, you know, they'll find it tough up there uh, at the weekend for sure. And the first, I suppose after the first two games of the National League, there is that one-week break, so you probably won't see any of those named players then, Billy Lee, for the first two games, maybe possibly game three being introduced in some capacity. Kevin, call it uh, Sunday, Kerry Donegal in Bally Buffet. How do you see it? I'll go to one of those all men first. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't know. It's going to be tough like that. The Donegal game against Down, they showed glimpses. McGrady was was very dangerous for 20, 30 minutes and looked sharp. He's taken on the captaincy now this year, so... Um, particularly with it up in Donegal, big travel for Kerry, and if they're lucky to favour that All Ireland team starting, they'll be doing well. So, um, what a big win for Donegal, being upset possibly. So it could go for Donegal, yeah, 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 and certainly will be a tough place to go, as as Billy said. Lads, we'll move on to Division Two. Um, just probably before we move on to Division Two, there is one other game actually in Division One. It's it's Roscommon and Tyrone. 
Um, probably two teams at the minute that you you, you probably don't know what you're going to get with with either of them. Uh, I think Daniel touched on it there as well. I think I think Roscommon could struggle with with the lack of strength and strength and depth they have in their panel. Uh, Tyrone will obviously be very very keen to to bounce obviously from last year's disappointment. So just quickly, uh, without analysing it there, Billy Lee, how do you see Roscommon Tyrone in the hide going on on Sunday? Just a quick verdict there from you. I think Tyrone will will edge it. Okay, Kevin, Tyrone for you. Yeah, I think Tyrone too. A big defeat the other night against Derry. They'll be coming bouncing for a performance this weekend. And Daniel, Absolutely. you you have you have per Davy Burke relegated already, Daniel. So you're going to go for Tyrone, are you? I am. Yeah, always dangerous. Two years after the win in All Ireland, so <laughs> very good. Last Division Two, uh, one standout team. Obviously, very strange to say this. Uh, it's not Limerick, unfortunately, Billy. <laughs> uh, it's, it's Dublin. It's Dublin. Uh, you know, Dublin in Division Two find themselves in Division Two, unfamiliar territory. One thing that stood out for me today when I was looking at it, they have four away games. Okay, they, they go to Derry uh, in 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 an away game, and the following week, then they, they go to Navan to play Meath, and it's that probably that little period where you're sort of thinking it might just test them a little bit. They open up their campaign this Saturday night against Kildare. Uh, it's the one game we'll we'll have a quick chat about, and then we'll just look at Division Two in general. Um, Dublin Kildare, Cavi Saturday night under the lights in Crow Park. Yeah, Dublin a, victory comfortably. I think, I think a Dublin win, but uh, I'm surprised that you're so disappointed. Dublin only have three home games. Down of down of four away games now for about five years. I don't know who decides the fixtures, but um, no, we'll enjoy seeing Dublin on the road that wee bit more. And as you say, going to unfamiliar places, you know, if the likes of Louth, Meath, all local derbies that they'll be licking their lips at a game at Dublin in the league. So um, it, it's a really sort of novel idea to see them there. And when you see Cork and Dublin, it's a tight enough wee division, you know, and a lot of teams will look at each other thinking, you know, any team that's pushing towards relegation there loses out on the, you know, the head and Talchin Cup territory, which is, you know, you need to have your 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 team ready and round to go. So no, listen, it'll be... Dublin will not want to spend too long in Division Two, so I think they'll be uh, they'll be throwing everything at their early games and and get their season off to a quick start. Yeah, and Daniel, I suppose we we have seen the, the the glamour and the and the and the sort of the razzmatazz that comes along along with playing Dublin. Like you know, all of a sudden, you know, there's a there's a hype around it, there's a buzz about it, and you know, as Cavi said there as well, there's something special about when the Dubs come to town. I suppose. Um, you know, and and on Saturday they're in familiar territory. I can see Crow Park obviously being six six points from six for them. You don't, don't see any other results Saturday night, no. Yeah, well, Porkel there haven't the most wonderful track record in uh, Croke Park, so I wouldn't be hanging my hat on an overly competitive one. But it's Dublin are an interesting case in in, in this sense. Like every, all the soundings up here is that they are going full board for getting straight back up, getting that All Ireland back on back in their back pocket you know and and while that is yeah that that's good and everything else but I, I think they have a really good chance this year to actually develop they need a new James McCarthy they need a new Mick Fitz they need a new Conor Calla and Kieran Kilkenny they need guys to kind of come and be the new leaders of this group and I think it'll be an awful missed chance if Desi wasn't looking at a significant amount of players because mm-hmm. I, I, I no disrespect to any other team that's in it but I still think they have enough to, to be coming back up regardless while yes, you can. I'm not saying put out 15 new players, but you can integrate. You could integrate six or seven under 20s, maybe 22, 23 years of age. Um, I, I think they need to do that because even even going back to like Mannion and McCaffrey, both coming back into the panel at 29 years of age, the two of them, you know, it, that's it is a little look over your shoulder, looking to to what has been. You know, I, I'm really surprised because there are some. Well, you know, there, 
there are decent footballers coming through at Dublin underage, but maybe that's a, a sign that they're not trusted or, or maybe they're not rated, you know. So it's, I, I think Dublin will go full whack for, for league and they'll go full whack again for Leinster and, and, and try their best for North Ireland. But I think they'll, they'll be missing a massive opportunity by not blooding some new talent because I'd, I'd say Dean Rock, James McCarthy, these lads have one year left and I think this is the last hurrah for, for a good few of them, you know. Yeah, and Billy, obviously, you know, a county very, very close to your heart, uh, Limerick in Division 2 this year, they have the dubs at home, um, realistically, Billy, probably looking at the likes of the Meath, the Clares, the Lows, you know, and, and possibly even maybe a scalp against Cork or Kildare to, to try and stay in the division, that would that would be surely the, the ambition for Limerick for this year, Billy? Yeah, I would, I would think so, and, and, I, and I suppose I'd speak, if I had my hat on as the manager, as opposed to speak for Ray and the group, but you know, that's what you'll be looking for. Obviously, it's not the worst thing in the world to have um, Dublin Derry first up. You know, you're trying to straighten your team out. You're trying to get a bit of form. You know, they'd be two tough games at any stage of it. So, if it's kind of helping you to get competitive and, you know, to really gear yourself up for the game, as you just mentioned, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, you know, it, 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 Dublin coming to the Gaelic grounds would be a great occasion for us. And um, we look forward to that. They'll bring the razzmatazz. I agree a lot with what um, Daniel is saying there about Dublin. It's a huge opportunity for to blood the, the up and coming players. And I think, you know, the likes of Paul Mannion and Jack McCaffrey will probably be eased into the, the latter half of it, you know, get their fitness levels up. Mannion will need a break, obviously, to kind of make sure the injury is. But they'll want these guys June into July as opposed to February into March. You know what I mean? So they have a lot of experience that you just get them right for the later in the year. and Pint of blood, you know, you've got footballers like Lee Gannon there, right? You know, to be impressed with him last year, kind of back, you know, and you know, these guys give them their heads. Um, it's going to be very competitive at the top end of it as to who, you know, you, I think it's fair to say everyone's going to tip Dublin to come out of it. Um, and I, thereafter, where it goes, it's it's you know, you'd certainly be staying Kildare and and Derry, Derry were not in the semi final last year, so you'd have to be staying there up there. Cock have a lot of work done from what I could see, uh, and what I know, they have a lot of work done. Uh, Kevin Watch has gone down there to help him. So, you know, I don't know how Colin Murrock is settling in a meet. And obviously, Colin has done a fantastic job for X number of years. And I tell you, you go to Innes and you take on, no matter Dublin or no Dublin, you'll take, you'll, you'll learn what's come out of there. Like. So, hugely competitive. Um, and if I'm looking from a Limerick point of view, it's can we compete in every game? And, um, you know, the lads get more experience and a bit more confidence and have some young lads come through. And um, I think that would be what I'd have been looking for from a Limerick perspective. Yeah, and fair play, Billy. Billy, it was yourself that left him in a, in a fantastic position there too by, by getting promotion from, from four to two. So so well, well done on that. Kevy, Derry, very interesting. Very, very interesting today. You know, obviously massive progress last year with Rory Gallagher. Uh, they stormed the McKenna Cup, Kevy, although, albeit, uh, got out of Nuri on a, on a penalty shootout. Um, you know, which would have actually put down through to the to the semi final, I think. Uh, but the you're looking at the the division two, Kevin. You're looking at at Kildare. You're looking at Meath. You're looking at Louth, Limerick, Clare. I I think Derry's biggest challenge, and I'm going to throw it out there. And I know Daniel is a big fan. Kevin Walsh going to Cork. I think will just reignite Cork. Cork are a massive county, huge football and potential, serious athleticism, and and I think I think it could be a, a race between Derry and Cork for that second spot. What what's your thoughts, Kevin? Yeah, I, I think I think Derry will really regret not getting out of two before now. They, they missed it hugely last year, and when you look at Division Two, um, massive test with with Dublin, Meath, 
Um, going to Clare, uh, Billy, you'd said about Clare. Any time we played them, my goodness, what what a football team that are hidden and people expect teams like Down and Derry to go to Clare and, and be winning games. Um, the job they've done down there is amazing and um, it's going to be a hugely competitive division. I think Division 2 could be just an absolute minefield for, for second, third place. And um, by all accounts, you know, the Derry, by, by watching them, you know, they seem to have really, really gone for that more forward sort of um, attacking style when they really break and, and they know they have to add something different um, going forward for bigger games in Crow Park where Rory Gallard have his eyes. But they've carried Stevie and Yuri that day. They only had a panel of 22, 23 men. And yeah. you mentioned to me um, privately chatting about, uh, you know, the, the fact that these Glen men, what's going to happen with this um, All-Ireland debacle? Like, the, it'll definitely unsettle them. And, you know, Rory Gallagher last year had the Glen boys in training with, with Derry as a, you know, buffer that they, they weren't away from the squad as such. But, you know, going into Division 2, he'll want his full deck and by, he's not going to have it for the first possible two games by the looks of it. But, um, yeah, it'll be tough. I think uh, I think Cork for second place. I really do. I think it'll be Dublin Cork. And Daniel, what's your view on that? Uh, obviously, to, to back up what Kevy says, there are obviously Connor Glass, you know, Ethan Doherty, Danny Tallon, Emmett Bradley, you know, as a host. There's obviously lads that weren't in the panel as well. You know, obviously, Ryan Dugan's had a fantastic season, albeit his age profile, he's closer to 30. You know, there is a huge amount of Glen lads there that would make a massive difference uh, to that uh, Derry team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I have to say, I, re- I, really like, I really like what Derry have done to McGinnick up. I mean, against Tyrone, I thought they were... They, they were fantastic, you know the the amount of goal chances they created, and it's 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 yes, it is systematic, systematic, and it's organised, but it's it's very effective, you know. And and, and the, the first half, the last day, I know did a bit of a win. Tyrone didn't exactly play overly defensively, like, but they created so many one on ones, you know. It's it's I, I like the style of football that they play, and uh, like massive progress last year. But as you said, the Glen lads could, you know, them not being around for the first couple of games could slow that process a small bit. Um, I think probably second place is between themselves and Cork as, as well. You know, it's I think Kevin Walsh got the rawest deal of all time in Galway and how he was kind of the, the perception of him. You know, he lost an All Ireland semi final to one of the best teams in, in the history in Dublin by four points. You know, so he like and Borey Joyce is playing the same way and getting kind of hailed as a hero. So it's I, I find it very um, funny the perception of Kevin Walsh and I think he'll do wonders with Cork. I really do. You can already see it, you know, you can already see it in their performances. Um, I, Cork have, have athletes and they have some really nice footballers but they probably just needed direction and needed some maybe a little bit of nastiness and, and, and a bit of organisation and I, I think he'll, that Kevin Walsh will 100% bring that so I'd say toss of a coin between, between Kerry or Cork and Derry for a second spot Yeah and I'm going to put this in the spot quickly lads before we move, before we move on to, to, to three quickly Billy uh, Division 2 Shakers and Movers promotion Billy Lee I'd say Dublin and I, I, I throw it down between <clears throat> Derry, Cork, Clare. You know, I think that's what it'll last. One thing I would say is that what I did note against the Cork, I didn't make the back up the other night. Um, they certainly had four four to five goal opportunities where there was potentially two and one overloads and stuff like that. They constantly kept the scoreboard taking over. And I think Lee, Brian O'Driscoll came off the shoulder of Brian Hurley at one stage and Brian just kicked it over the bar. And O'Driscoll the world and Brian just pointed that there must be some kind of guidance to keep that scoreboard ticking over. Just get them mentally thinking about what they're doing and just keep the scoreboard and the goals will come kind of scenario. So I think yeah. Kevin has a lot of work done there to change the mindset that we know they have the footballers. Um, so that's been interesting to watch how that will unfold. 
Kevy, you have a former teammate in Division Two as well, Dorney, down in Clare. Yeah. Uh, are, are they? Are obviously like like Billy said, they're they're obviously always very very hard to beat. Mark's a brilliant coach, and wish them all the best. But where do you see the the promotion coming from then, Dublin and then other? You think Cork? I I just don't see anything other than Cork and Derry. I think the way Derry are going, and if they could get those Derry men back, or the Glen men back, it's a different Derry team. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be a toss up between uh, definitely Derry, Derry and Cork. And Ed, you're gonna cause shockwaves. You're gonna you're gonna go for Cork and Derry to get promoted. Dublin to be to be struggling, aren't you? <laughs> I might throw a bigger shock and cycle there. No, I'd say, I'd say more than likely. Um, I, I'd probably stick with Derry. I, I really like what's what's building there at the moment. So I'd probably go Dublin and Derry. Yeah, and Colin O'Rourke might find out that it's a lot harder to manage than than talk about it. You know, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Division three. Division three. Kevy. Um, is it too early to get Danny Doran back on the scene and, and get another music, get another tape going with the, the boys in 81, 84? Or is it uh, is it just small, small steps before we before we leap into the, the bigger stuff? Look, there's definitely been signs of progress. Kevin, you were obviously there last year. Uh, you know, James and that was thrown in very, very late, very, very late in the year. Preparation was obviously, you know, wasn't ideal in, in, in that respect. But Connor and uh, Marty and Mickey have obviously brought a, a little bit of va-va-voom to the setup, and and the, the lads are buying into it. And from what I'm led to believe, obviously, you know, they've been doing a lot of work from very early. And you know, Marty's Marty used to have a lovely saying: "Get your work done early." And they're getting a lot of good work done early. So hopefully, that will probably stand them a great stead, Kevin, heading into Division yeah, Three. I'm, I'm just so excited to see uh, to see this group of lads getting a really good go at this because. Um, as Billy says, there are but good footballers in Kerry and Cork. We know we have that in down as well. And um, absolutely, you know, your your experience in Carlo along with Dan, that you know, Billy with with Limerick. When you give a team of players a serious setup and an opportunity to develop and go at things, anything's possible. And um, it really hurt me, um, over my career, the two years that we we got rid of managers after one year, Jim McCory and and unfortunately James um was put in last year. You know, with one arm behind his back, you know, anybody that's given given a team with, with three or four weeks to prepare for McKenna Cup and you're chasing your tail and, you know, as a player and, and as a group of players, it was just so tough to recover from that. And to be honest now, I'm just so excited to see this down team go at it. And, and you know, from all accounts, I've met a few of the club lads in the gym and they're just bouncing to get to down training. They're, they know there's a set up there and they know that the... The way they're playing is is a very sort of um, expansive and 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 sort of dynamic pacey way because we have the pace um, and we have the players that love to train hard and I know that from from experience when you see um, Caleb Doherty, Liam Kerr, Daniel Guinness, Pierce Laverty, um, and and two older fellas, Stevie, you'd know Nan McParland and Nell Donnelly. From what I've seen of those two lads in the past three weeks, they just look like new men and. Um, yeah. Going into Division 3, that was my first experience with Down. Uh, we struggled to get out for the first year with, with Ross, and, and Ross did a great job with, with blooding a lot of uh, my age group. Um, and we attacked that Division 3 and, and Division 2 and got back-to-back promotions. So um, it ended up in an All-Ireland final 2010 after 8-9. and nine. And if you can get that double promotion, and you, know, you can see that from teams going from Division 4 to Division 2, if you get a quick promotion from 3, and I just hope these boys attack uh, Saturday night, what a place to, to, to start the league campaign down in Thurlis and um, a big pitch for a young team to go and really play well, I hope. 
Yeah, some lads have come back to a bit of form now. Nick Parlin, Nile Donny in good shape. They've, they seem to have trimmed down an awful lot. Nile had a good intermediate campaign. Watched, I watched a lot of intermediate football this year. Watched a lot of championship football and down in general, Kevin, actually. And, you know, as you say, the standard of football in down is, is top class. The down championship itself is way competitive. Over the last couple of years, obviously, Kilku have been brought to the pin of their collar, you know, on, on both occasions, obviously, with your sales and, you know, Warren Point, obviously, taking them extra time, Clendoff had a penalty to knock them out. So the, the talent has always been within the county. It's just harnessing that talent and, and, and having a direction for them to stay them, Daniel. And I suppose, Daniel, you know, from a coaching perspective, what Kevy says, like that, that structure, you know, is important, isn't it? Like, really, in, in a coaching perspective, like, yeah, and I was just thinking, like, imagine how strong down could be if you let the Mayo Bridge lads go in, you know, it could be a pro. <laughs> He's half the squad. He's half the squad. He's got half the squad. But no, but, but genuinely, it, it is like, you know, it, it, players just, players, like, really want direction. They really want, they, they want organisation. You know, it, it, it's, you know, build it and they'll come. You know, if, if you put the structures in place, in, in, in my experience, the modern day player wants that. They want... They want to see that they go out every every game prepared, knowing that they've prepared well the week, the two weeks, the three weeks beforehand. They know they've done their video analysis. They've they've got a real purpose about how they want to play. And and you all spoke about role clarity and role acceptance. You know, I always found that a massive one. But a disorganized team, it, it was pointing fingers. Well, you should be doing this. Well, no, that's not my job. You know, and all this kind of crack. But down look like they have purpose and that there's a real clarity about what they're trying to do. Um, I think it's it's very dangerous, kind of similar to Cork. You know, there's as as you've been saying, like the footballers are there, but it's just having that having that direction and having that focus. So it'll be, um, yeah, I, I could I could see definitely see them going up this year. I I think it's it's a real life possibility. Um, Longford as well will be will be a tough one. We we've spoken about them in the off season. They look really really sharp at the moment as well. But I I fancy those two to come up out of three. I think. Yeah, and Billy, you know your own your own opinion. Like obviously, down would obviously have a lot of respect, uh, particularly you know in in the, in the southern counties. You know, obviously for the style of football and the brand of football, they would have played in the sixties, and then obviously even when when Kevin's father was was in the ninety team, you know the it would have been synonymous around the whole of Ireland. You know the style of football and the quality of player that they would have played. Absolutely, and I think look what Kenny said there. You know, you always know traditionalist counties because their clubs generally come to the fore and the, you know, the also Championship in Down's case and on into the All Island series, you know, the Bourne have been there, you know, you mentioned Mayo Bridge, you mentioned fellas like Mickey Linden, um, you know, there's so much people, you know, household names, household clubs names, so you know that the, the calibre of players within the county, so I think it's back to what the boys said about Harness and bringing it on. I think it'd be great for the game to see Down back, pitching above an Ulster again and bringing it on Down, you know, um, I'm old enough to know the, remember the 90s and hear the teams of the 60s so it's it's always nice to see teams like that come back to the fore my you know talking to one or two managers in Division 3 I hear down another team to beat you know um, what a quick turnaround that has been for the year they had last year you know so that will tell you the work that's gone in that you know they've been respected and, and, and the word on the ground is they are now the team to beat Titten Westmead who were the Italian Cup winners so it'll be interesting and you know if, if Daniel's point is Stanford and, and down or teams of that nature come out of division, that makes the bottom in the division two really serious for the the, um, the Sam Maguire because mm-hmm. there's going to be a team in, in, in Connacht from division four going into the um, Sam Maguire. Right. You have Westmead. So if Westmead have been going, so the third team in division two from the bottom, even though they're not relegated, could be out of the. Am I right to say that? Yeah, that's is, right. Yeah, that's right. If the winners go up, you know, so. It's, 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 there's a huge opportunity there for teams and 
I think Division 3 is unbelievably competitive. I remember last yeah. year, you know, we were 10 minutes to play against Leash and we were losing the point. And that's, if you take them 10 minutes, the last 10 minutes of the Leash game and the, the Fermanagh game, that's 80 minutes of our season, we were fighting relegation. 80 minutes later, we're promoted. That will just tell you how tight it is and how competitive it can be. So I think there's huge opportunities, but no team want to get ahead of themselves in Division 3, and that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's a very valid, valid point, actually, uh, about how tight the division can be. And it's been that over the last number of years. And I suppose if we're going to look at it, uh, down and Longford, Daniel has gone for, I, I was going to actually go for the same, but he, he stole my thunder. Debbie, down, promoted. I, I really do think they'll be in with the shout. And when you look at their fixtures, you've got a mini Ulster Championship. You've Calvin and Antrim there for Mana. Tough games, as much as we're excited about the prospect of yeah. their team going well. There's going to be a lot of a uh, lot of tough games. So um it'll be a division that'll be pretty competitive. Um I think I'll go down with, with Longford. With Longford. Just on the club scene, Billy Lee, I know you mentioned about how strong the down club scene is. It is very strong, but I would say next year, Billy Lee Bourne would be massive, massive favourites to win the championship. Massive favourites. Like yeah, you man. <laughs> <laughs> Good on division four, lads. We'll finish, we'll finish in division four. Obviously, you know, a lot of counties in there that that you know have been there a long time. Um, your own county, Daniel Carlo. Uh, you know, you've Wicklow, a big derby this weekend between Carlo and Wicklow in Division Four. You've Wexford, John Fogarty, new manager. Uh, Kieran Dealey's actually in Wexford as well this year. I wish Kieran all the best with that. You've London, you've Leitrim, you've Waterford, Sligo, Leash. Um, Leitrim and Sligo is an interesting one because Billy, you talked about it as well, and you touched on it. They are on the same side of the draw in Connacht, along with London and New York. So they're already getting into this season knowing that there's a strong possibility one of the two of them is going to be in a Connacht final, which is surely going to give them a bit of focus and a bit of direction. And if either of them could get out of Division 4, I'm, I'm sure it could give them serious momentum, Billy. Yeah, I, I think so. I think the early rounds in Division uh, 4 are going to be huge, especially for the, the Sligo and Leitrim. You know, they'll be looking at it. And when they get to one of them, or, you know, Michael Marr in London will be looking at it as well. But, you know, you'd have to say it to be between Saigo or Heathrow to hit the ground running there for the Ulster Championship. So, you know, you want to know that you've beaten the team that you're probably fighting for for a kind of final place. You want to have that. Now, it's never easy to beat the team twice in, in different things, but best to be chasing, better them chasing you than, because you know you have the measure of them, than you chasing them is my view on it. And, um, mm. Yeah, where's that game actually on? Is it Sligo or? It's, it's what's the Sligo Leitrim game? Yeah. No, they don't play each other this weekend, but um, I'm not sure exactly where they play each other. I'm not sure if it's at home or not, but I know it'll be very competitive. Yeah. I think I think whoever goes in, you know, whichever team will be at home, and I'm assuming both of them are going to be at the top end of the division fighting for it. The home advantage will be huge. Carrigan is never easy go to, and neither is Makovic Park. So, uh, that will be a home thing of a game. Did it go to penalties last year in the Talisman Cup? It did indeed, yeah. Sligo won yeah, at penalties. So yeah. That tells you. It tells you. So yeah. it, it's hard to know. I always see Wexford, always Wexford have footballers. You know, it's a matter of harnessing them and, you know, they'll be hard to beat. Obviously, um, Niall is trying to reinvigorate Carlo since Daniel and his, a lot of his lads of peers have left. Um, <clears throat> and obviously, Leisha down there. And, um, you know, it's been too long ago that they were up in Division 2. So, Mm. Teams have hit have to hit the ground running from the get go. Um, who can come out of it? I think you'll quit. You'll, you'll get a sense of it after the first two or three games. Yeah, and Kevy, Andy Moore in year two. 
Uh, I was chatting to Andy last year, actually. Uh, he's very excited about getting into his year two with, with Leitrim, a, a fabulous footballer, Kevin, in his day. And obviously, you know, bringing a huge wealth of experience from his Mayo days into management. Do you yeah. see Andy making big progress in year two? That's the sort of thing, uh, you know, a county like Leitrim with, with um, you know, the resources they have to go and get a man like Andy, Andy Morning, you know, can only be good for their younger players and how they develop the way they play. And, you know, the progress they had last year, I think they're within a whisker of, of person promotion last year. So, um, you know, there'll be tough games. You, Oshin McConville's down with um, Wicklow. Wicklow this year. You've McEntee over in Sligo. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of men there. McEntee's been there a couple of years now with Sligo. He'll be wanting to see progress. So, you know, I, I just I just love our league format. When you look at every division, like you look at Division 4 there now, I'm sure yeah. there's four or five teams are saying, we get, we get two wins early here. Mm-hmm. We have a sense that we could get to Division 3. And, and Billy knows what Limerick, you make that one step. You have a group of players now together have won something. You know, maybe win a division four title um and, and take the next step towards getting out of division three and, and that'll be a huge thing for any team. And I think Andy Morn will want his Leitrim team champing at the bit. And I think um their first game this weekend is, is at home to Waterford, isn't it? Um yeah, so I think right. it, it'd be a huge chance for them to get started. And you know, um when you build your team around around early performances, I think that's a nice start for, for Leitrim. Yeah, and Daniel, just finishing yourself there, just a Division 4, Carlo Wicklow this weekend, but standout fixture in Division 4 for Carlo, who's obviously Game 3, home to leash, local derby. Yeah, it's, um, we won't comment on leash, but it's <laughs> it's a funny one, like, I, I always found that, that, that everything has, you know, in years gone by, was riding on your first game in Division 4. It, it was almost the whole year was based on, it was getting out of the league and that first league game used to be Jesus a bigger than championship sometimes and because there was and this is probably you know you're going against your sports psychology here but because there was so much pressure on that one game you were probably not focused on the overall performance and what you wanted to do kind of longer term and I, I think the, the momentum is such a big thing in division four because confidence is really brittle with division four teams you know the, there's a reason that they are there unfortunately and it's it's so important to build that momentum early on. So you could even see a little surprise here with, with some teams. I don't know who it might be, but you could see a team get a couple of wins early on as the lads have kind of talked about and you could see momentum building very quickly. And if you can get to that last, you know, that last two games in with a shout with maybe eight points with, with two games to go, I mean, you're not going to be, you're not going to be a million miles off. So it's, um, yeah, look from, from Carlos' point of view, it's, it's year three of that project. So, you know, you want to start to see, you want to start to see some, some real progress, you know, so you'd be hoping that there's been a lot of work done. I know, I know there's been a huge transition of players, but I mean, we, we have, we have, they've had a decent number of, of matches and trainings over the last couple of years to really get themselves into some sort of a groove and a routine. So you'd love to see them kind of playing to their strengths now and kind of um, challenging as best as possible. But the, the real thing for, from Carlos' point of view is just consistency of performance. You know, we, we can't have a competitive first day out then fall off a cliff for two games and then another win and then another fall off a cliff. It, there has to be, as Billy alluded to with, it, with Limerick earlier, you have to be competitive in every single game. And, and I think that will be progress for Carlo, I think. Yeah, good stuff. Well, listen, Daniel, look, all the very best this year with your, your own coaching role. Same with you, Kevy, as well. And, and Billy Lee, uh, we're, we're, we're all we're all back engrossed in the game again, 2023. So, listen, lads, you've given up your time tonight to, to preview the National Leagues this year. It's certainly going to be an exciting competition. 
it'll be interesting to see now how the predictions go. We'll we'll maybe we'll maybe catch up again at the end of the leagues and and uh, and see how we've all got on. But listen, lads, on behalf of myself and Daily Sports Science and the Locker Room Podcast, I'd just like to thank you for tonight your time tonight. Wishes all the best. Thank you, lads. Cheers, Thanks, man. Man. Cheers. Cheers.